0: RadioInfluence.com
1: Initiate procedure Okay, the MJ Radio Network We are go. go
2: Now, stand by for the MJ Morning Show
0: it's the MJ Morning Show podcast number 17 amid this crazy coronavirus COVID-19 event. Here we are recording on Monday evening, March 30th. This is for release on Tuesday morning, March 31st. Welcome, folks. MJ Todd Schnitt here. Michelle, say hi, Michelle. Michelle. Hello. My lovely wife, Froggy and Fester. We're doing this in a much different recording arrangement. Uh, Froggy, say hi from your bedroom. You're on Skype. Hi, do you hear me? How am I sounding? Yeah, you know, it sounds pretty well. Fester is in his bedroom or office, whatever the hell
1: that is, on Skype. This is the one room in the house that my wife gives me for all of my crap. (laughs) The rest of the house, I I have nothing.
3: (laughs) I could definitely see a lot of crap back there.
0: That's for There, sure. is, there is a lot of crap. So we have completely social distance now. Uh, Fester last week was in the studio in St. Petersburg with Jerry, the engineer, and uh, they've closed down. So now I'm recording this at my place in New York City. I'm I'm still up in New York. We are in the New York facility, and of course, we bounce back and forth between New York and Florida. Going to be here for a little bit longer now during this crazy event, so uh, we're all three in different locations, and the technology here, guys, I mean, the the tech appears to be working fairly well. You know, I'm really happy that we were able to break Fester away from the Tiger King on Netflix in order to (laughs) join us here tonight. Uh, Fester, thank you so much for breaking away from uh, Joe Exotic. I love the
1: guy. I'm I'm only four episodes in. I still have a couple episodes left to go, but I'm gonna knock it out tonight, man.
3: Are you you haven't
1: having-
4: finished it? Oh I my! Have, g- it is it. amazing,
1: <laughs> amazing.
4: Froggy, why don't you tell him how it ends?
3: No, I don't <laughs> want to do that because me and my me and Kim watched that two days. We were enthralled, and it happened right here, in, <laughs> yeah. or, or some of it. Yeah, the one lady lives here. Yep. What's her name? Carol.
0: Carol Baskin, yeah, Carol Baskin. Yeah, Carol Baskin. I we talked about this back during the MJ Morning Show days. I, I think it might have been even MJ and BJ when this thing was was getting hot because this whole big cat rescue deal. It's right off the at Citrus Park. It's right off the x Right when when you get off for Citrus Park Mall and you make the left turn if you're coming from South Tampa. That little easy street where the big cat rescue is, it's
1: just down on the left when you go underneath the traffic lights at the overpass for the Vet X. And she's right here in the backyard. I know a ton of people that have been there. And am I wrong to say that she is the biggest hypocrite in the world? Well, she comes across, I got to be honest, she
0: comes across as maybe the biggest sociopath of them all. And uh, (laughs) Michelle... Of course, we're talking about the Tiger King on Netflix, which is just un I don't know how it gets more bizarre. Whoever put this thing together, the amount of years that they videoed all this stuff, it is genius. It is absolutely brilliant. And guess what? Michelle, when Michelle was a Girl Scout leader with Chloe's little Girl Scout troop in South Tampa, Michelle took the whole troop to Big Cat Rescue. Michelle, what year were you there?
4: Oh my gosh! That would have been uh, more than five years, maybe seven years ago now. Did you
3: look? Let for the- me ask you something. Let me ask you something, Michelle. Did you check the septic tank? <laughs> Did you check the septic tank? Because Carol Baskin, that bitch killed that man. <laughs> well, put him in the septic tank, uh, uh, yeah. folks. That's
0: that's that's Froggy's opinion, folks. Froggy has no proof that that actually no, no, happened. No, that's my opinion no, too. Though. My opinion. That's just an impression. But that's there is an, an impression.
1: <laughs> that's an impression of, of <laughs> the characters on that documentary or Uh, mockumentary uh, whatever it is
0: michelle when you were there seven eight years ago with chloe's girl scout what do you remember
4: it was just really bizarre right it's just a bizarre experience the people the the uh volunteers that are guiding you through um they're a little um quirky about how close you can even get to the cage and they caution you very firmly and um a little Maybe too firmly for the Girl Scouts. I felt like the girls were a little yeah. like, "What the heck?" And also, I was a little uh, disappointed because it appeared to me that the cats were in cages, and I just kind of thought that it was going to be a little more
0: like roaming free, big right. cat rescue, yeah. like yeah. like Lion Country Safari or yeah, something.
4: Exactly. Yeah. I, I thought that they were going to have a little more freedom, and um, so the cats that we observed, of course, were limited to the you know a fenced-in cage, and it was so as. I just remember it being quite a disappointing experience. Well, well, if this
3: documentary, you would know that they have them caged like that because they're elder cats and they're hurt. So they're probably like all gimped out cats and they'll probably <laughs> if they have too much space. You, come on. You, did you see the documentary? Did you finish
0: it? Yeah, yeah we, we, <laughs> we finished it. Michelle and I, we binged the damn thing over the weekend. And, uh, I mean, it's crazy. But, you know, a little spoiler here. I'm not going to ruin anything. But you know, No, 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 no. Don't spoil anything. Well, no, no, just one of the revelations at the end about Carol, that she was doing some of the things early on that she was accusing, you know, exotic Joe or Joe Exotic of. I mean, it's just the craziest damn story. Just just nuts. So for all you, I'll tell you what, you guys are not far away. You're probably what a 10 minute drive from there right now. Why don't we during the podcast episode? Why don't you head out and start digging up the sector tank right now?
3: I'll do it. Did you see that there actually is? It just came today that I saw. At least I saw today that they're they're looking for leads for that for for the Carol Baskin's husband story. It's a reopened case. Oh,
0: yeah. mm. this, this. Did this, you see that? I it's did. It's a cold. It never closed. No, a cold case. It's still a cold case. Even you know, in the documentary in Tiger King, you've got that retired Hillsborough County detective that was working on the case. And listen, everybody thinks that she's got more to tell. Uh, and again, I, I, watching the series. She to me looks cookier than
1: all the other ones combined, to be, to be quite honest. I and mean, Joe- her
3: husband is crazy as well.
1: <laughs> Joe Exotic is living his best life, as is that guy in South Carolina. They're doing what their truth is, right. but she is a nutcase. Yep. I mean, they're all nuts, they're all crazy. <laughs> She's just hiding it. Don't
3: you think that documentary hit at the exact perfect time? As far as everybody's inside, everybody needs a little getaway. That's a good point. Everybody needs to just, I mean, the memes and
0: the gifts yeah. and the amount of social media stuff going on behind that is unbelievable. No, it's outrageous. Uh, the timing, the release, it's, did they move that up? Was that scheduled to be released at that time or did Netflix move up the release? Cause so many people are like captive at home.
1: I haven't heard that. I don't know about that. But, you know, Joe Exotic is an amazing individual for all of the wrong reasons. Uh,
0: Unbelievable. Incredible. Folks, you got to watch this Joe Exotic, the Tiger King on Netflix. Crazy. Welcome again. It's the MJ Morning Show podcast. This is episode number 17. If it sounds a little different this week, guys, it's because we're all in different locations. I'm recording at my house. I've got the computer recorder here here. And then Froggy and Fester are coming in on Skype. And of course, Michelle is here in the master bedroom studio. So if the quality is not exactly what you've expected in the past, please understand that we're all social distancing now. And we are on Skype. You know, Tampa Bay, again, Tiger King in the news, obviously, during this whole coronavirus event here. And then What about this nut, this pastor in Tampa near Brandon? I mean, this is insane. The River Church. This guy yesterday on Sunday, March 29th, had live services and one of his services had 500 people crammed into his mega church. I mean, this, this is absolutely insane. If you're not up to speed with the story here, folks, it's making national news. This guy is an absolute ass clown. This guy is an... Effing idiot! I'm talking about Pastor Rodney Howard Brown, and he held services on Sunday, even when the Hillsborough County uh, Sheriff's Department asked him not to. In fact, you realize that the Hillsborough County Sheriff's—they even put signs up near the church asking people not to go to the church. They sent uh, detectives or Hillsborough County deputies. Uh, Sheriff Chad Cronister sent deputies to talk to staff to try to persuade them not to have live services and do it all virtual, do it all on the internet. They have a huge TV operation. They fully could have streamed this completely and kept people out of this church. You know, this church is right off of I-75. It's a little bit south of the I-4 interchange and then a little bit north of... um, of Brandon Boulevard. So it's up on International Drive or whatever uh, in like Brandon Sefner. But it's it's actually it's it's actually Tampa. It's a Tampa address where this place is. Chad Cronister, the Hillsborough County Sheriff, they put out an arrest warrant for him on Sunday night after he had the gathering with with 500 people because he completely refused to follow the safer at home order, which is in effect in Hillsborough County, which is it's intended to stop, to mitigate the spread of COVID-19, of the novel coronavirus. And this guy is like spitting in its face, putting his... Congregation in Jeopardy? What the hell? What do you know about this guy? Do you, you guys know
1: anything about this dude? I didn't know anything about the River Church until yesterday evening when I started seeing the news stories about this guy. And, he and that's the thing.
3: Do you think he did it for attention, or is he just nuts? Like, why would he do this? Maybe he All was right.
1: just upset that, like, the, the collection plate wasn't going to be passed around, and it wasn't going to be flooded with $20 bills. That's what my wife thought. She thought he did it for the tithe. He oh, thought he, she he did it for the money. Okay, MJ, you're going to think I'm totally badass crazy. Yeah. He ma- he made a couple of good points. What the oh, what, do you, what do you mean he oh, like, made? Are you listen? insane? What? Listen, Jesus. There's God. 500 people right now at Sam's Club. 500 people right now at Sam. There's liquor stores are open right now. You know. No. Here's
0: the issue. People are going to Sam's Club to get necessities and they're hopefully staying apart people are social distancing in many cases for instance a lot of the lines outside of sam's club i've heard this at home depot and lowes people are social distancing in line so and in sam's club people are they're spacing people out inside this idiot's church they were sitting too close to each other and i've got some audio bites from his youtube account that are
4: insane but it's also about the sustained contact so all of those people in the church yeah that closely together right. for an hour where they're all talking and singing and whatever. All that spittle is just flying everywhere oh, and getting all over each other. And, you know, when you're walking through Costco, you know, the, your interaction with that person that you pass is so brief that that is not um, one of the ways that they're saying it's it's so transmitted, right? So easily.
3: What if you go to Costco every day like Fester's been doing? <laughs> where did you go
1: today, Fester? Why don't he you would, tell everybody where you went today?
4: He would have to be like shoulder to shoulder with every other shopper in there, which isn't happening.
1: Yeah, I got to admit, I you know I still go out and do my shopping, and I, I was the, I, I I may or may not have been at Sam's Club today, but we were, at, <laughs> we, were we were we were out of we were out of uh, black forest ham. So that is
0: an emergency. Oh, my, my, god. oh my god, that, that is a COVID nineteen emergency. Fester is a hold on a minute, alert, warning, 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 warning.
1: Fester's out of black forest ham. So, also, my kid was out of those uh, little clementines that come in the blue uh, <laughs> an orange pouch. You mean the so cuties? Had to get clementines. Are, yeah. I had to get black forest ham. And uh, and I got my wife a bag of Asian salad and rotisserie chicken, which I pick <laughs> up whether I need it or not. I have, like, two in my freezer. I still got a fresh rotisserie chicken. but right. could you not?
0: Before we get too far down the road, I want to play this audio here. First of all this uh, idiot this uh, pastor Howard Brown Rodney Howard Brown he he did interviews with Alex Jones that infowars conspiracy nut that tormented the parents of the dead kids from Sandy Hook in Newtown Connecticut this is for this is audio this is from his YouTube channel and he was talking about how it was safe this is the pastor. This is the pastor talking about how it's safe inside his church because they bought equipment that zaps all viruses out of the air.
2: We brought in thirteen machines that basically kill every virus in the place. What? <laughs>
0: we, we we brought in thirteen machines that basically kill every virus in the place. Wait a minute. He continues. Listen to this.
2: If they sneeze, it it shoots it down like at a hundred miles an hour. It'll it'll neutralize it in. Split second.
1: What is this guy <laughs> talking about? What? I mean, praise Jesus.
0: Froggy's over there shaking his head. Froggy's come up with some batshit crazy stuff over the years on our show, and Froggy's going. This guy's out of his mind.
3: Well, I gotta tell you that, as you know, I sleep naked with a hair dryer every night, and I blow it <laughs> on my naked body. But. Recently, since last week, I've been blowing the hot air up my nose (laughs) for at least... 15 to 20 minutes a night? Yeah. Don't and, even say that. Don't
1: even say I that. And I
3: feel pretty
0: good. Right. I've never felt really bad. I feel energized. Yeah. Yeah. All right, stop. The, the hairdryer reference. I'm kidding. Well, no, Froggy really uses a hairdryer for his migraines, but I, I think you're trying to make a joke because last week's podcast, we had the story about that, uh, what, county commissioner in Okeechobee County that said that if you want to kill coronavirus, you shoot a hairdryer up your nostrils at 136 degrees.
3: I'm just doing it as a precaution, but also <laughs> I want to say that if you blow the hairdryer on your weeder, you get the same effect. Dude. Froggy, will you please stop? Where
4: is your wife?
3: Oh Oh, by the way, yeah. would it be inappropriate for ask my kid to be to ask my kid to bring me a drink? You Max <laughs> Bring me a Hey, come here. Come here. <laughs> I need a drink. Hang on a second. Bring me I, whiskey. Could, I mean, he's gonna ask his eight-year-old
0: there. to bring him a glass of whiskey.
3: Back.
1: Oh. Bring me a Jameson. <laughs>
3: <Hang on. laughs>
1: That's a good kid. He's got his kid trained. Guess what? Someone's gonna call Hillsborough County
0: Child Protective Services on Froggy. Put ice
5: in it. After- and,
0: and make sure there's enough
3: ice cubes in it because I can't drink Jameson without ice. <laughs>
1: That's how you run oh, the house, anyway. Probably, yeah, I don't, I don't care
3: if you leave that uh, in. All right, so you
0: know, hold on. Let, let me just give you. <laughs> let me fill you in the rest here on uh, on this this mega church pastor. So uh, Chad Cronister, the sheriff of Hillsborough County, they issued an arrest warrant for him on Sunday night, and then they actually picked him up uh, on Monday, uh, early Monday afternoon. They arrested him at his house in Hernando County. This dude's fifty eight years old. He was in jail for 40 minutes, and he posted a $500 bond. Uh, I mean, this is uh, just—Chad Cronister, the sheriff, had deputies try to go speak with this guy, and his staff was keeping him uh, away from the, the police. He wouldn't speak to the police. So the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office, they did everything they could to try to shut this guy down. And instead, he holds a, a service with 500 congregants all jammed in there. That is absolutely insane. But, hey, Tampa Bay area, folks, uh, Tiger King, this, uh,
1: who the, we got everything. I have it on good authority that Sheriff Cronister is a— Loyal listener to the MJ Morning Show podcast. So let me talk to you, <laughs> Sheriff. You should have done a tactical takedown. <laughs> we should have. While he was giving his sermon, while he was up there preaching, just SWAT team rolls in, take him down, tell all the people to go home. Oh
3: my Honestly, God. but how many people do you think were at risk because of that? Because in the article I read, it said hundreds of people are at risk because of that service.
0: Yes. So, if there were 500 I, people inside Froggy and then th- those 500 people go home, they have interactions with friends. If they go shopping, that's how freaking spread
4: happens. The rate is, you know, 2.5, right? So if, they have, if there are 500 people there and then let's say all 500 of them actually do come down with it, which could be a Pretty close to reality situation, you would have 750 people then. They're like singing and, and you know, spittling all over each other, shoulder Ugh. to shoulder, passing that plate around. Fester,
3: Fester's belittling this thing. I sort of feel like you're still going out for, for fireballs and fire suckers. You're still got to go out and get candy. You're not, you don't see that this is the end of the world.
4: You know, it's kind of like that South Korean church where they all got together and that was a significant uh, outbreak there. There
0: was a church in Arkansas where a whole bunch of folks uh, got exposed. I've got a whole pile of stories. Folks, you got to socially distance. It might be bizarre. It's uncomfortable. But this will stop the spread. You want to knock this virus down. And by people social distancing... This will stop the spread. Fester, I'm going to play the uh, the voicemail you just sent me a little while ago, and then we're going to talk about Chloe. Chloe and Julie and my kids, they're out of school. Chloe had her first social distancing school day today. We're going to call Chloe up in a second and see how that went. Fester got this voicemail from Hillsborough County Public Schools earlier today. Listen. I'm calling from Hillsborough County Public Schools.
5: The state has just directed all school districts in Florida
0: to keep schools closed through May 1st, due to concerns over coronavirus.
5: We will follow this directive and all our schools will be closed, including traditional and charter schools through May 1st. We understand this is a challenge
0: for families. But the threat of this virus is very real. and So that's just a sample of what Fester got via voicemail today. Hey, folks, there is no guarantee, and it wouldn't surprise me, if the schools aren't even opened on May 1st. The kids may never go back to school this school year. It might be the fall before things kick up again, Fester and Froggy.
1: Wow. Listen, MJ,
0: let me
3: ask you a question. You're in New York City right now, right? Yep. Okay, so I, I read an article that 80% of New Yorkers are going to get coronavirus, like no matter what. 80%. Is that, am I wrong on that? Uh, or no, are that, you likely to get it? No, those those are,
4: are, are, no, I think uh, Governor Cuomo did uh, say those numbers, or maybe it was it Mayor de Blasio uh, provided that statistic. But Froggy, we are not leaving the house, really.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, but still, I've seen pictures of MJ at CVS, at different places even you have to that, get it for your medicine or yeah. That was a week ago.
4: That was a week ago. I'm
0: just saying. Are you guys nervous about it? Yeah, of course yes. we're nervous about it. You know, we're going out to exercise in Central Park because we're we're really very close to Central Park. We're only a, a half block away on the Upper West Side in, with our New York place. And we were out over the weekend in the park, uh, you know, just getting some exercise. We're staying like 50, 100 feet away from people. It's such a vast space. It's easy to stay away from folks. But, you know, we're getting out and exercising. If folks go to my Twitter feed, I, I've got some Twitter video to play also uh, during the course of the... Uh, podcast here during this episode but i I took some video of people exercising in the park Uh, it's on my twitter feed folks follow me at todd schnitt at t-o-d-d-s-c-h-n-i-t-t at todd schnitt on twitter and then of course my instagram is at certified todd schnitt so, give me a follow, but no we're we're nervous. I, you know I had to go to the supermarket to get some food. I had to go to c v s and Walgreens to pick up some stuff, but that uh, was
4: that was already a week ago, yeah, so in the last and, week, we have made a decision that we are not leaving the house to go into a supermarket or a grocery store or a Uh, CVS, if we can help it. I mean, we're definitely, definitely trying to say, and I mean, I had to go deliver that package to the kids and I, or send a package to the kids and I wore the mask and the goggles. Yeah,
0: Michelle's wearing like ceiling shop goggles to protect her eyes as well. Let me call Chloe here quickly. Folks, you're not going to believe it, little baby Chloe. Many folks remember when she was born and I was calling in live from the hospital. Chloe is 18 years old. I feel so bad for Chloe and all the millions of kids around the country because- seniors, seniors that are set to graduate, they might not even go back to school this year in person. They're not going to have formal graduation ceremonies, most likely. They're not going to have a senior prom. This is crazy.
1: So, yeah, you don't feel bad for
0: Chet. Hang on, let me get Chloe on the phone here. Hello. Hey, Chloe, it's uh, me, Dad, MJ Todd Schnitt. Mom is on here, and Froggy and Fester are on here. Say hi to everybody. Hi.
1: (laughs) Hey, hey chloe
0: chloe tell me about your first day of distance learning in your senior year of high school what, what happened today and how'd you do it
5: it wasn't as chaotic as i expected um i all the teachers were very helpful in that they sent um links before we started class and the links were to either google Meet or an app called zoom so the whole class would click the link um on the email, and we would all just connect onto this one screen, and you could see everybody. And what's really cool is that it kind of looks like, if you know the Brady Bunch opening, you can kind of see everybody in the little squares, <laughs> right. kind of like
2: that.
0: Dun, dun, so, dun, 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 dun. Here's the story of COVID <laughs> students,
1: and they're doing distance learning from home. Dun, 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 dun. I mean, probably, <laughs> r- r- we could write a whole song here. That Zoom app is amazing. My daughter is on <laughs> second grade, and they have a Zoom yeah. Zoom app, hmm. and you want to see a bunch of Herding cats had like 22nd <laughs> graders looking at this app, yelling at each other the whole time. Oh, how
0: annoying. Oh, That's great. I don't know if this news was already out during last week's podcast. I don't think it was. But Chloe's headmistress at her private school, at her school, the headmistress, who is uh, I, she's got to be in her late 60s, maybe early 70s. She just battled leukemia and, and beat it. She's in remission, and the headmistress at her school, who is compromised already, has come down with uh, coronavirus, COVID-19. She's in the hospital. Chloe, is there any update on the headmistress at your school?
5: No update, but all we know is that she's in really good care, so we're all hoping for the best.
0: But there's no news. I wonder why there's no news on her right now.
5: Uh, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't like that. And then also sad news. Listen to this. We get an email as parents... And this is terrible, uh, dear parents. It's with great sadness that we share the news of the death of uh, the father of a girl in third grade, a 56 year old father, a CFO at some kind of New York finance company. Fifty six year old father contracted coronavirus and the father died, a father of a student at Chloe's school. Jesus. Man, this is no joke.
3: Can I ask you a question? Does it is it something that where it takes your breath, you can't breathe
0: and that's how these people are dying? Yeah. Yes, yes, Froggy. So that's let, let me give you a little uh, primer here. The bulk of the folks, hey, uh, Chloe, anything else before I let you roll? Uh no. All right. Well, listen, have fun tomorrow at school. So, it, what time is it every day? Is it what time do you do your distance learning?
5: Well, it depends when I have class.
0: Oh, so each class has a different distance learning, right? Yeah. Okay, all right, sweetie, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Chloe Schnitt, little Chloe is now eighteen years old and just about to graduate from high school. All right, Chloe, I love you. I'll talk to you later. I love you too. Bye bye. All right, there we go. There's uh, Chloe. Hey, I've got I've got like a full studio here. I got phones. I've got uh, everything going on here. Froggy, let, let me just give you a little primer.
3: I'm just asking. You hear people dying from it, which yeah is like horrendous, but When I think of the flu, people dying from the flu, I don't think of them – I I just think of them getting weak, like – how are people just dying from this? Is, right. it, is it the breath?
0: Well, first of all, those that are older, so it's those in their 60s, 70s, 80s, and, and higher that are the most at risk. Then it's also people that have some underlying conditions. So you might have a 45 or 50 year old person that has uh, some type of an underlying illness or respiratory issue or asthma. You know, those individuals uh, are at a higher risk. But the the bulk of the folks that get this coronavirus the bulk of the individuals recover and they recover fine at home. A lot of times it's uh, mild symptoms. Some are even asymptomatic or have the sniffles or a little bit of a sore throat or their nose is running a little bit. And it varies from something like that being asymptomatic, no symptoms, Froggy, all the way up to you can't breathe and they got to intubate you with a ventilator. And that's why there's all this talk of needing tens of thousands of ventilators because of the people that need machines to help them breathe. So this virus really runs the the gamut and that's why we need to social distance because even if you're young and healthy let's say you contract it and you know your symptoms are nil or even let's say you don't present at all you still could spread it to other people So that's the range of what we're dealing here with uh, coronavirus. You know, folks, as we sit here, we're we're recording this on Monday evening, March 30th. It is, you know, we're recording this at a little after 7 o'clock at night on Monday night. It's going to drop tomorrow morning, uh, Tuesday, March 31st. And as of right now, there are like 3,000 Americans dead already. That's like the number of those that got killed on 9-11. And, you know, we don't know where this is going to stop and and how many they're going to be. But again, social distance, stop the spread, flatten the curve. Folks just have to be responsible. Hey, I've got some stories for you. Uh, a couple of stories in South Tampa. Friends of ours told us that they had friends whose kids worked. They wanted to go to like parties. And in South Tampa, they were like get-togethers of groups of, of teenagers and, and uh, you know, uh, college kids, home from college. And that's insane that parents—
3: Millennials were, are going to kill us. Well, Millennials are going to kill us. True Because story. they think—they're you yeah. they're young, and they have this vision. And I, I was there. They're invincible. You know, they're healthy. Let's go out. Let's go to a bar. And, and it's going to spread
0: and— I, we need to kill all the millennials well, well i wouldn't say that froggy but listen the bars are closed you know the restaurants are closed but they're meeting a, a classic example this is a true story that we heard that uh, this this daughter of a friend of ours had friends that were going to hang out with a bunch of other kids and they were even going out on like boat rides like groups of you know 10 and 12 kids 15 going out on boats out on uh, tampa bay or old hillsborough bay and that's insane Trish, you know a friend of ours in uh, in South Pinellas in, in the Passa Grill area, she sent me a message, and uh, this is a longtime friend of ours. She said that near their place in Passa Grill, one of the restaurants, famous restaurant, which is you know shut down right now, that there was a big old party boat docked. Behind the restaurant, and they were partying on this party boat. It's like, what the hell is going on? We got to affect the social distancing. And now, what parent would want their kid to be out socializing and then potentially bring whatever corona 19 uh, or COVID 19 coronavirus back into the house? That is crazy.
3: It's like my neighbors, I have a neighbor, uh, I shouldn't talk about it, but they are still letting their kids run around and play with other kids in the neighborhood. They come to our door every day and I have a ring doorbell and we just let them sit there. We're just like, we just don't answer the door because we're not going to go outside and play. And they have a gym or they made their garage a gym where they're inviting all their friends to come over and work out in their, in their garage gym mm-hmm. across the street from me. There's 10 people working out probably right
1: now. Adults or kids. Adults and then they let their kids run in the street they're while swingers. they're working out. Your your neighbors are swingers. They're having oh. people over while the kids are out playing in the street and they're having a little adult time inside. All I know is that
3: they're the problem. Everybody needs to be on lockdown and not leave, no matter what.
0: Well, that's how we're gonna get through this, and that's how you're gonna stop the virus, stop the spread. You know, hopefully we'll have a vaccine sometime early next year we're hoping the thing is to test everyone and you know some details came out today that abbott labs and the fda they have like a five to 15 minute test now a point of uh, practice i guess doctors offices can do this thing i don't know how quickly they can scale up and and ramp up uh, these machines and really get them distributed but you know testing is important you know how many people are running around that are probably COVID 19 positive that don't even know it and that's why we need to stop the spread and, and do the social distancing thing. Let me get a hold of Nick Reader real quick. Let me dial him up. Nick Reader is the uh, CEO and the co-founder of PDQ. And again, full disclosure here, uh, I'm an investor in PDQ. I have been for many, many years, of course, the chicken tenders and the sandwiches and locations all over the state of Florida and, and multiple states. I want to get Nick on the phone because Uh, he's got some great stories to tell they're doing whatever they can to serve the community keeping the drive-thru open you know delivery takeout let me get nick on the phone and it's also tough because you know they had to let workers go and it's you know really a tough situation out there hey uh nick are you there hey Todd, how you doing hey uh i got froggy fester michelle michelle say hi to nick
4: hey nick how are you good how you doing this yeah. is great the old
5: crew i love hearing you guys it brings back a lot of great memories growing
0: up here in tampa uh nick Reeder, the co-founder and ceo of pdq fresh tenders and sandwiches uh, nick we spoke on the schnitz show uh, late last week and i wanted to have you on because uh, you are operating the restaurants uh in a very safe fashion and you're preparing food we know the community needs to be fed tell us exactly what's going on at all the pdq locations
5: yeah, so right now it's, you know, it's a challenging time for everybody. Um, certainly in the restaurant space, um, we're, we're feeling a big brunt of it. But um, right now, we've been able to, and a lot of it's a blessing of the drive through, to keep our um, drive through and to go business and delivery going through our PDQ, which is great because, you know, we're keeping a couple thousand people employed and the best part right now is I know there's a lot of worries of can people get supplies? Are there supplies available, not supplies available? And you know through our restaurants, we're able to get a lot of stuff out there to people. And, and right now, like, we just had a call with all our managers this afternoon, we said, you know, it's, it's about serving the community. It's about your regulars, the people that you care about, kind of saying thanks to them, and, and we'll all get through this together.
0: Drive-thrus are operating so people can drive through. You can do pickups at the restaurant. Also, you have the delivery available. Wh- which services will do PDQ delivery?
5: Right now we're using uh, Uber Eats and DoorDash. Um, We're also about to go live with uh, Grubhub as well. So we're on the two uh, major ones in the markets we're using and hopefully get on the third by uh, next week.
0: Uh, How many employees have had to be furloughed here during this?
5: So at our heyday, we were probably a little over 3,000 strong. And I'd say right now we probably are about 2,000 of the 3,000. We've we've been fortunate we have temporarily – shut down five stores but the rest are fully operating so i think we can i I had on our call today i told our team i was really proud of them because you know we two weeks ago we had to shut the five restaurants down it was a tough decision but collectively with our managers hard work and and our guests coming in still we've we've been able to go two weeks without having laying anybody else off or close any more stores down so we've been really excited by that and the reception we've gotten from the communities and, and our team
0: which uh, stores which five stores if you can remember were shut down temporarily
5: we had one in uh, south florida and pompano and then we had um, one in Cary, north carolina uh, raleigh north carolina um we had I'm trying to think off the top of my head here right now and then we had uh two others in the carolina markets uh, shut down and then uh, there was a fort myers store as well right Yes, for my years exactly. That's the last.
0: Gotcha. One. All right, but listen, PDQ is there uh, for for great food. The chicken tenders, the sandwiches. Oh, you, you had to scale the menu back a little bit for efficiency. What What is available?
5: We did it right now. We've got four sandwiches. We we had to put the um, uh, Cali Club sandwich on break just because there's a lot of um, with the avocado and the cutting. We kind of thought it might be easier to get it off with labor, and then we the pimento cheese. Uh, sandwich we got rid of but the rest of our sandwiches are available and then we got rid of the uh, Thai peanut bowl um, and the Caesar salad for now just just with produce and everything kind of simplify the menu yep. it's also important for us to get everything through the drive-through and what we're doing for all of our uh, guests after 4 p.m we're doing buy one get one free on tender trays so if you buy 25 you get 25 free and we thought that would be fun and we did a little fun with uh instagram our marketing people and our chef put out uh what to do with leftover tenders they've got some cool recipes online how to do chicken fried rice the chicken burritos and all kinds of stuff that are leftover tenders
4: hey nick what's the uh what's the milkshake of the month
5: Okay. We we did have a great one coming for for Easter. We had that peep shake coming. But what we have right now is we have chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, and we have Oreo, which we can add to any of the three. So we we scaled back a few of the uh, fun ones, and we were about to have a little buffalo Up. So we're going to delay that till after uh, after this craziness ends. But right now we've got our three in Oreo.
0: Nick, before I let you roll, and and thanks to the whole PDQ crew. And, and listen, I want to hear from other restaurants. It doesn't matter which uh, fast food or fast casual chain you're with. We would love to hear from other folks. We'll have you on a subsequent podcast. We'd love to hear from all of the independent restaurants. I'd love to go down a list of all of the restaurants uh, in which market you're in that are open and are doing takeout, delivery, pickup, because we want business to survive during this insane time. So any plug for any restaurant out there. Please get a hold of us. MJ at MJMorningShow.com. That's the email address. MJ at MJMorningShow.com. That's how you can get a hold of me via email. And then I'm going to give you in just a bit, I will give you the phone number and the text number on how you can leave a voicemail for us or send me a text as well here to the mj morning show uh nick one last thing uh food supply your distributors uh for the fresh chicken uh all of the materials all of the food products are you running into any supply issues at this point and what does the future look like do you
5: think no i think that's one great thing with our government a point of emphasis obviously is um making sure people get food so I think sometimes what we see at the grocery stores we kind of take home and think that there's supply issues and really that revolves around one just turning shelves quickly and safe enough between it because you have people right now go to the grocery store and buying um, 40 rolls of toilet paper at one time and so it gives an appearance of supplies not being there but so far we've had great partners that have all said everything's readily available and they've been able to get it to us and, and and shipping, and as far as a lot of that goes, has not been an issue. So, we've been very positive, and that's for the foreseeable future. So, you know, over this next month, I don't think anybody needs to really panic about getting stuff. It'll be there. It may not be as easy as it used to be, and you might have to be a little more patient. You can't buy 20 rolls of toilet paper, but maybe if everybody could kind of go to three or four rolls at a time, we, we, we all see a little easier. Ease. But I think your restaurants, like you said, Your local restaurants are trying, we're just right now all trying to work together and keep people employed. So at the same time, if you could go to your local stores, a lot of the casual and fine dining places are doing grocery lists where you can go get, you know, from raw meat, steaks, burgers. Uh, I've seen some that are doing produce for their guests and stuff. So the restaurants right now are being very innovative and we're all working together to try to keep everybody uh working and so you know i'd also I, I encourage everybody to look at the websites of their favorite restaurants because there's a lot of cool things on there that you can see um that you would never have access to normally so i think that's a great opportunity for people to support their local restaurants and save themselves maybe a trip to the grocery store when it's as crazy as this right now
0: uh froggy did you have a question for nick i did nick uh hey froggy froggy fixtures how are you i don't think nick can hear you (laughs) so i I,
3: (laughs) I, go ahead and let let nick know that i I know that he's busy but i know that every pdq has a storage room and i don't know if he has any interest in (laughs) wide span fixtures (laughs) But I could send him some info, and I could save him hundreds of dollars. Right, Froggy's hundreds a, of dollars, a, Nick, Nick, on wide range Nick, fixtures Nick, in every single PDQ I, location. I, 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 Nick, I, I, Frogg- you want to save money or not, I,
0: Nick? I, I, Frogg- what are we doing? I, here? All right, so Nick, here, here's the deal. You couldn't hear Froggy because I, I don't. You can't hear him on the patch. But Froggy's in the fixture business now, and he wants to cut a deal with you to outfit all of the uh, the back rooms and storage areas with fixtures and shelving. <laughs>
5: <laughs> He's, got He's got it. Whatever we need to do, we can ask him. he'll trade for some toilet paper because in this new crazy world, you know, we all tried to save uh, money and gold and different things. We didn't realize that toilet paper was the currency that would make the the world go around. Nick's laughing. around. So Nick's laughing this, Nick laughing, Nick laughing about it.
3: We do sixteen hundred McDonald's locations. <laughs> Nick, um, we do widespread for <laughs> all of the
0: McDonald's. Okay, uh, so fro- you want to talk big, I, big, big, big I, business? I frog All right, frog I'll hook you up with Nick. Uh, <laughs> I better Perfect. Nick. I won't give him your number because he'll drive you nuts uh, <laughs> all
5: right.
0: uh all right folks uh nick reader nick is the co-founder and ceo of pdq fresh tenders and sandwiches and shakes and fries and they are there to help you with takeout delivery and drive through uh during this difficult time oh nick before i let you roll tell me which other uh ceos or heads of other uh, food corporations or other fast casual who else have you spoken to in the, in the business
5: Sure. Uh, locally in Tampa, we've we've spent a lot of time with the uh, Fresh Kitchen guys. They're great. We've uh, kind of done some trade outs with them and uh, the Holy Hog guys that are local. And then on a national scale, we've got some common investors with the shake shack so randy the ceo over there's been great and, uh, another brand called tender Greens and blaze pizzas ceo is a uh, lady mandy's uh, who used to live in tampa she worked with me at pricewaterhouse so we've all kind of worked together like i said right now um we all compete at times but i think right now it's just the time for us all this whole country i think politically everything for people to kind of come together and just say we're all on the same team for once. We're not Republicans, Democrats. We're not this concept, that concept. We're, we're America. We're in the best country in the world. I think we can all stay patient, hang out, take take a little extra time and call or text somebody you care about. Tell them you love them, you think about them. Uh, Todd, you were gracious enough to send me a text when we were at the part of laying people off and everything bad and, and i think people don't realize how much those messages mean to people so if, if everybody we all got a little extra time we're at home now driving each other crazy with our loved ones you know just reach out to somebody and tell them you're thinking about them or you care about them or you appreciate them it, it goes a long way
0: nick Reeder, the co-founder and ceo of pdq nick uh, i'll talk to you soon buddy
5: thanks bud see bye, michelle see soon. Nick. thanks bye
0: all right bye nick <laughs> Uh, Fe- Fester, can you imagine if I gave Froggy Nick's cell phone?
1: He, I tell Listen, you what, Froggy is a closer. He will close that deal, man. <laughs> Good for you, Listen, Froggy. All I need is one in. I need
3: one finger in the door, baby. That's all it takes. So, so
0: Froggy, what do you want to outfit PDQ restaurants
3: with? Well, you know, every if you think about every PDQ restaurant, don't think about the front store where you get the food. Think about the back where the food is stored. you got to have at least 500 pounds of shelf. Think of all the food they're storing. So I can deliver wide-span <laughs> shelving, economical price. I can save them hundreds of dollars, and you know what? I'll even come and install it in every PDQ location. Absolutely F R E E free, baby.
1: Froggy will come there with a team of semi-questionable immigration status people to install those fixtures. Right? Is For that free. How For free. Free installations, Froggy
3: Fixtures. What's his name? Eddie? No, Nick. <laughs> Nick. Nick. I'm gonna reach out to you. MJ, you give me that, you give me that information. I'll smack you.
0: All right. Uh, Fester, tell me about your wife. Your wife has what designated clothes now in the garage. What's the story with when you go out of the house, you have to change like you're in the movie Outbreak or something?
1: All right, listen, first of all, I've been feeling very free about talking about my old lady because I didn't think she was listening to the podcasts. Turns out (laughs) she is, and she's just not telling me. And so last week, Froggy's talking about how he changes in his driveway. And Michelle, you said, oh, you change in the garage. And she's like, you know, that's really a pretty good idea. You need to start coming in through the garage, strip everything down and sanitize in the garage. And then she's laid out like on... On a shelf, sorry, Froggy, we didn't buy it from you, uh, the five or six little T-shirt and short outfits to put on to come inside the house. All
0: right, because, F- Fester, you're the designated goer-outer. That's what you're called?
1: <laughs> we had a vote. We had a vote. We, we, it, was, it was me and the kids, and we talked. They told the kids they're not going. I am the designated goer-outer. If it's, if we need to go out for something, I go out for it. She doesn't go to the stores. She hasn't been to a store or a or a supermarket or the the warehouse club in in three four weeks. I do everything outside of the house. I, I do. It all doesn't the- matter. You're still going out and bringing home the
3: corona. It's when, all over your big, enormous, fat body. You can think of all the space the corona can attach to you. Okay. And then you so bring far. it home to your family, hey, and then,
0: you know, hey, you should
3: stay home.
0: Hey, Fester, or, Fester yeah. l- listen, Froggy brings up a very interesting point, because I happen to have a story here, and the headline is, Obesity Increases Risk for Coronavirus Complications.
1: Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Oh Jesus! Yeah, so first of all, it's perfect. Wait, are Can you we start, fat
3: Froggy? Us? You
0: sick? Oh, are you laughing?
3: Well, his fat ass goes out. And last week we talked about for fireballs. How irresponsible! Number one, and how fat! Number two, are you to do that?
1: Uh, A, you obviously never had an atomic fireball because they're delicious. <laughs> and B. <laughs> I don't even know what B is going to be. Uh, let, me, my let me hold on. Let doing? me finish uh, the
0: story here. Coronavirus patients. This is out of the New York Post. Coronavirus patients who are obese are reportedly at higher risk of becoming critically ill with the disease. Dr. Stefan DeHurt, a former president of the European Society of Anesthesiology, determined that obesity was one of the more common risk factors among patients admitted to the intensive care units in Italy. Uh, The mean age of all COVID-19 patients is 70 years, and one of the major risk factors for admission to intensive care is obesity. Health officials have warned that obesity can weaken the body's immune system and increase inflammation, making it harder for the body to fight off germs. The extra weight fester uh, also can put pressure on the lungs, increasing the risk of coronavirus complications. Look at this. Marijuana sales are going through the roof.
1: Oh, Froggy, I knew there was something <laughs> I needed to talk to you about.
3: Thank <laughs> you. Know, when I went to see my doctor the other day for my medication, they have everybody waiting ten feet apart. They have a piece of tape and uh, and you wait. So they're they're being very safe about it at the doctor.
1: Do you have any medicine in gummy form? No, I don't. Oh. Oh, never mind. I don't need you anymore. So yeah, I'm not a big drinker, but I actually came home the other night with a bottle of Tito's, and my <laughs> wife's like, "What the hell is that for?" I'm like, "Listen, we're gonna be cooped up here a while. We're gonna need uh need some Uncle Tito to come over."
4: And that's what you, know you know picked. What I mean. That you you don't drink, but you picked Tito's.
1: Yeah, Tito's is was the vodka I picked. Yes.
4: And what are you? you what are you gonna do with that whiskey? That sounds
1: really strong. No, I'm gonna make uh vodka lemonades. Oh, Nice little little fruity drink. At Sam's Club, I bought a whole bag of lemons. My wife's like, (laughs) what the hell is that for? I go, do you remember that bottle of Tito's I brought home the other day? She's like, yeah. I go, we're making vodka lemonade.
0: Unbelievably, I saw a story that drug prices were going up. Illegal, illicit drugs like cocaine and heroin, fentanyl, uh, marijuana, for instance. Uh, Prices are going through the roof because people are staying home and and demand is up. I mean, geez, really? During this, folks are going to do more illegal drugs? I mean, that's just, that's stupid. A uh, public service announcement, don't do illegal drugs during this uh, whole coronavirus outbreak. I did see that marijuana sales are through the roof, particularly. So what, folks that are staying home getting stoned? Since coronavirus hit, sales of marijuana gone through the roof, both in the United States and Canada. Between March 16th and March 22nd, sales of recreational cannabis rose by 50%. In California, Colorado, Oregon, medical marijuana sales jumped 41% from the same period a year ago. So listen, even in places where recreational pot is not legal, of course, the illegal marijuana sales, I'm sure, are going through the roof. Here's a Manhattan dealer. And of course, uh, people are smoking pot or were before the uh, coronavirus in New York. I mean, wherever you went in New York City, people are just walking down the street smoking joints. It's unbelievable, even though it is not legal. They don't get in trouble. They don't get busted. Nothing happens. There's no enforcement. And in New York, this guy says business is up a good 50 percent. One Manhattan dealer who asked to remain anonymous in the New York Post. I work in every borough except Staten Island, and people are very happy that my service is running customers are saying thank you so uh marijuana consumption is up sales are up all kinds of drugs are up and uh well that's unfortunate i wonder how liquor stores
3: are doing because mine is a drive through and the last time i went there was last week and uh he was wearing gloves and a mask and he handed me a canadian club pint and uh, i wonder there was a lot of people in line i mean yeah well, liquor stores must be blowing up. Yeah,
0: in uh, New York, I don't think a lot of the liquor stores are letting folks in. You line up, you tell them what you want, give them the credit card. And I think they're, or some stores are letting some people in, but uh, only like a couple of people at a time. So, uh, listen, during a time like this, I think some people want to drown their sorrows. And unfortunately, listen, you want a nice recreational drink, you want to have a bottle of wine, there's nothing wrong with that. You want to make yourself a whiskey sour and old fashioned, you want uh, some, uh, you know, vodka. I mean there's nothing
1: wrong with that. It's just, you know, don't get ass face drunk. Dude, forget drown your sorrows. I'm just trying to put up with my two kids. Oh my god. Listen, I'll tell it's, you right uh, now. Have, have you guys seen The Shining? You ever seen The Shining? Yeah.
3: I uh I almost got the uh the Shining eyes going. I uh I'm about <laughs> to lose my mind. I need my time. My kids are at my ankles constantly.
0: I don't know if this is confirmed. This has gotten a lot of attention. It's got millions of views already up on YouTube. Yesterday morning, again, we were recording this on Monday night on March 30th, and this posted up on YouTube like Sunday morning. And it's a guy who claims that he's outside of a Brooklyn hospital. And this is the Brooklyn Hospital Center, allegedly in Fort Greene in Brooklyn. This guy shoots a five-minute, 32-second video where he claims, and you can see the video, there's a, there is a forklift lifting stuff up and putting it into the back of a tractor trailer. But this guy is claiming that these are dead bodies, coronavirus dead bodies, that are being lifted by a forklift and put into the back of a refrigeration truck. Here, listen to this guy.
2: Oh. This make you want to take a serious okay? This is for real. My hand is shaking because it's hard to look at this right here, what I'm seeing right now. It's hard to believe this. But, y'all, this is for real. This is for real. This is live from Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn Hospital, they're putting bodies in the, in the back of a freezer truck, y'all. Please stay inside. This is for real. This is for real, y'all. Lord, have mercy. Help us, Lord. This is for real. Please, please, y'all stay inside. This is real, y'all. This is coming right down. I'm right here now, right here outside the hospital. This is going on right now. This is live, y'all. This time is 1040, Sunday morning. This is down. This is down. Come on, let's pray, God. Pray, pray, get on your knees and pray. This
0: is real. So this thing goes on for like five and a half minutes. and wow. it, 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 Well, it's, it's not confirmed. I mean, it sounds real. I know that some media outlets try to get a hold of the Brooklyn Hospital to say, is this real? Were you guys really loading dead bodies with a red forklift? onto a truck behind the hospital and apparently the brooklyn hospital has not responded to the media to confirm or deny so i don't know if it's true but it's the new york post wrote a story about it and, and it's all over the uh the internet
3: man that sounds like good marketing for a horror movie
0: dude that's just uh, insane all right guys anything else before we
1: roll out of here today and what a crazy week this has been. I have a feeling it's going to be another crazy two or three months, man.
0: Well, listen, the story is we're not going to peak, they don't think, until around Easter time. And there are also going to be rolling peaks. So while New York might peak and start coming down, there are other parts of the country that are going to peak a little later. But this is just the the big freaking unknown on when this episode is done. And, you know, when the virus actually dies out, and then there's concern. If you listen to Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks, you know, they're concerned that this thing has a resurgence potentially in the fall or next winter. You know, at the earliest, we'll have a vaccine, hopefully by next, uh, what, January, February, at the earliest. And then we can start vaccinating people against this. But, I mean, this is a defining, insane time in our lives as Americans. I mean, look at how our lives, look how everything was just completely upended. This is just something out of a, a, a horror movie or a book. I mean, this this is something we never expected to have during our lifetime. And It's like the last time we went to dinner
3: was for our... Me and my wife's anniversary, and we went to Mellow Mushroom like three weeks ago. Yep. And now I look back, and I'm like, "Oh, we took that for granted. I wish I could just go somewhere and get hammered and eat a pizza <laughs> right now. Oh, first
4: I'm all of locked all, down with my kids and my wife. First oh, of all, God. the Mellow Mushroom Froggy, you, you couldn't do better listen, than that, wasn't it? Your thirteenth it anniversary.
3: Baseball practice. All right, listen, <laughs> He's a sorry, to PDQ for, uh, <laughs> yeah. next time I will go to PDQ. Yeah, you should Exactly. Okay.
0: You should have gone to PDQ for some great anniversary <laughs> tenders. Uh listen, we are going to get back to normal, folks. I you know, listen, I, when I say back to normal, I I do believe that life in America, we will get back to where we were essentially. I don't know if it'll we'll ever be normal because I think everyone's going to be germaphobes in the future. Uh, I always have been a sort of a germaphobe because I just never wanted to get sick while doing two radio shows a day. Hopefully that there'll be some positive change and will bring manufacturing, especially critical materials and pharmaceuticals and drugs and these uh, personal protective devices that all the doctors and nurses need. Hopefully, we'll bring this production back to the United States and stop relying on China for some of these, these critical needs. So, hopefully... Some positive things will come out of this insane event, but we will be back. America is going to be back. The economy is coming back, and hopefully, it's uh, you know only with uh, within a couple of months that we'll return to relative uh, normality. But again, we're living in bizarre times. Hey, Michelle, we've had the conversation that when Chloe and Julian are older and they have their own kids. Our kids are going to be telling their kids, "Oh yeah, back in the, the spring and and uh, late winter of twenty twenty, we had this coronavirus
4: outbreak." I mean, can
0: you imagine that?
4: Oh, I, I really can't imagine it. So you think about the habits that you've developed uh, be, as a result of this event, and so you know what kind of food and wipes and crazy cleaning systems we've all implemented, and then think about Froggy and Fester's kids. What they're going to tell their grand, what they'll tell their kids and grandkids that. That their father changed clothes in the driveway or came home naked because there was some crazy virus well, hey, going around? Well,
0: well, listen, are we ever going to be caught without having like 14 rolls of toilet or paper in nope. each bathroom? Are we ever going to be caught without having uh, how many canisters of Clorox wipes, for nope. instance?
1: I will never be caught running so low on atomic fireballs. <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever.
3: Oh, I hey. wonder how many divorces are, or how many couples are so stuck together that they're fighting, and how many like breakups are happening right now. I bet you a lot of people, because I'm about to. Uh, <laughs> well, that's the thing. I, I just wonder how many people are. Do you guys see right the
1: story? Do you guys see the story that in like in nine months or now there's going to be a baby boom because of all the babies <laughs> that are being made right now? My wife's like, yeah, all first children. Because if you have children right now, you don't want any more.
4: <laughs> That's a good point, Fester. But Froggy, I mean, you just celebrated your anniversary and you're talking about what th- 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 there might be a breakup.
3: Come on. No, I'm just saying I'm just saying uh-huh. that a lot. It's uh-huh. I, I, you know, I appreciate my time to myself uh-huh. and it doesn't seem to be much of it existing these days. And like I say, have you seen The Shining? Uh,
0: <laughs> yes. I, I've seen, are you, Do you have a maze in the back? Do you have like a crazy hedge maze back there?
3: Let's just say these boys need to be corrected.
0: Here's Froggy! bash <laughs> <laughs> bashing the bathroom door with an axe. Here's Froggy!
4: Do you own an axe? <laughs>
0: oh man hey uh, froggy did your neighbor really tell you to stop changing in the driveway or something yeah well his
3: daughter's like 21 and and she
0: god (laughs) she's hot too but
1: (laughs) and she's the point disgusting looking men
3: yeah and she was you know the old man who's shaped like a, a an aging pear next door is taking off his clothes every day and (laughs) and he sort of said he said you know listen can you get just go in the garage when you take off your clothes and i was like all
0: right hey frog does your wife know that you're ogling all over this uh ogling all over this 21 year old neighbor listen if you see this girl's
4: ass (laughs) you would not (laughs) you know what i'm gonna call (laughs) him i'm just saying
3: saying. it's crazy
4: Mm -hmm. it's like Mm -hmm. it's
1: insane
0: Oh, boy. Hey, uh, I've got a bunch of stuff up on my Twitter account. Uh, I've shot a bunch of videos yesterday. They're they're putting up a, a tent field hospital. There is uh, an organization called Samaritan's Purse, and they usually do international medical rescue work and, and assistance. Uh, this organization, Samaritan's Purse, which I believe is run by Billy Graham's son, Franklin Graham, and they're putting up a whole little tent city in Central Park for an emergency Medical Center for Overflow of COVID-19 Patients. I shot that video. That's on my Twitter feed, at Todd Schnitt, at T-O-D-D-S-C-H-N-I-T-T. Oh, you know what else is incredible here? Hold You got to hear this. Let me play. Before we get out of here, let me play this. So at seven o'clock every night for the last couple of nights, this is an organized thing in New York City, in Manhattan, and I'm sure it's in the other boroughs. At seven o'clock, People are opening up their windows, they're going out on their balconies, they're opening up their front doors, and they are applauding and cheering for doctors, nurses, healthcare professionals, uh, EMTs, first responders, cops, firefighters, and they're applauding for all of these uh, folks. And it's like seven o'clock every night that this is happening now. And I taped this last night. Listen to this, this, and and people are banging on pots and pans. It sounds like cowbell. Listen. The cheering continues for medical professionals on this Sunday evening, Upper West Side, Manhattan. I've got cowbell. More cowbell! Look at that. For all the doctors, nurses, hospital workers, EMTs, police, firefighters... Several nights now in Manhattan at 7 o'clock Eastern Time. More cowbell. So you can hear the folks, they're cheering, they're banging things. And listen, it's a great morale booster. And the doctors and nurses, apparently at the hospitals in New York that are getting overrun, they're aware of what's going on. Froggy, anything else before we go today? I think we're uh, I think I'm okay. Can I can I can I
3: plug my YouTube channel? Yeah, go ahead. All right, listen. If you guys want to get away, you want a couple of laughs, go to Skippy Likes Gaming on YouTube. What? That's me and my son's YouTube channel, and I say my son's, I actually fired my son's and it's just <laughs> my YouTube channel now. So go to Skippy Likes Gaming because they weren't funny. They just don't get my humor. Your kids are 4 and 8 years old, dude. I know, and I thought they would be funny and they're not. So listen, Go to Skippy Lice Gaming. I fired my kids. It's just my channel now. It's actually funny content now. Skippy Lice Gaming on YouTube. Fester?
1: I got nothing except if you guys need anything from any store, just let me know because I'm the official goer-outer for the MJ Morning Show podcast as well. There you go. All right,
0: folks, get a hold of us. You can send email to me, MJ, at MJMorningShow.com. That's MJ at MJMorningShow.com. You can leave us voicemail or send text messages to 813-467-6290. That's 813-467-6290. The phone number is up on my uh, Twitter profile. Profile. My Twitter feed is at Todd Schnitt at T O D D S C H N I T T. Give me a follow. My Instagram is at Certified Todd Schnitt. Give me a follow there as well. Michelle, anything else before we go? Nope, I'm going to take a shower. Come on. Any words of wisdom? Any uh, word of advice? Do you want to say anything?
4: Wash your hands. Yep. Social distance and more cowbell.
0: Thank you so much for joining us. It's the MJ Morning Show oh, and spread the word. Tell everyone the MJ Morning Show podcast is back. And with a, a lot of time on folks' hands these days, go back and listen to all of our podcasts. Uh, this is now what, number 17. So we've got a bunch of them to listen to pre-coronavirus. I'm looking forward to getting back to things when we're post-coronavirus. But uh, again, we're balancing, I think, uh, seriousness with uh, entertainment here on the MJ Morning morning show podcast and we'll see you next
1: time
2: the mj morning show
5: Radio Influence strives to bring you
0: excellence in podcasting. We work with personalities like TV chef Brian Duffy, radio personalities like Ian Beckles, news and political pundits like independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans, experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry, pro wrestling personality David Penzer, MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan, and strength and conditioning coach Jeff Cruschel. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. Everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.